So who, who's been enjoying this year's messages on freedom? Yeah, well hopefully you're starting to uh, get free, starting to shake yourselves free from some of the... Uh, I don't need those, I'll be right. Uh, some, some of those things that have bound us as, as uh, Christians, and maybe if you're not a Christian here this morning, I hope that the, something of God may speak to you this morning in a very special way. Um, so this morning, uh, I'm going to be speaking on freedom from oppression and all the different ways uh, that that can come upon us. So um, uh, let me see. The thing that I, 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 it's easy when, when you preach a message like this to, to, for us to start thinking about the opposite side of God. So what the devil does. And we might be, you know, we are going to look at, at uh, spiritual oppression. But I, don't, I, I really want to encourage you right from the start, start thinking, don't think, well, what, what are the, the, the demons that are, that are affecting my life? But make a decision right now before we even start that you want to grow on a journey of freedom in the Holy Spirit. Because we can concentrate our life on the bondage and the things that, that harass us. And, and, and you know, it's okay to acknowledge these things from time to time, but what God wants to do is bring you into a freedom in the Holy Spirit and that's what you need to wake up every day believing for and seeking after, is that experience in the Holy Spirit. So I, I, I encourage... I encourage you, if you don't know how or you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, you, you can do this thing that we call speaking in tongues, speaking in other languages that we haven't learnt. They're spiritual language. It helps us to, to live in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. Um, so getting back to my message, freedom from oppression. That word oppression, can I have my first slide up there? And I'll take over once that's up. Thanks. Oppression means this, prolonged, cruel or unjust treatment. It's getting there. It's cruel or unjust treatment or authority. So to launch us off this morning, I've got a scripture from Ephesians 6 verse 12. Uh, it says this, and you would have heard this many, many times if you've been in any church whatsoever. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Now, sometimes we might read this, and some people get like a, like a Jack Russell down a rat's hole, and you're thinking, oh, I've got to find the evil spirit. And we become focused on that, and we actually become distorted in our walk with God because we, we're wanting to chase after demons when what we need to do is be filled with the Holy Spirit and the demons just run away from us. So you don't have to chase them. So now if there is anything we need to be free from, it's enemies that oppress with unjust treatment and authority. And in a spiritual sense, we all have those... those uh, um, influences in our life whether we like it or not so here's something you need to see this morning in Isaiah 59 verse 15 well this is really going good you better change it for me catch up to catch up to me and then I'll, I'll uh, be right it sounds 
Isaiah 59, verse 15 and 16 should be coming up on the screens as we speak. Verse 15 starts by saying, Yes, truth is gone, and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. Now, I'm going to bring all these things together. It sounds like the days we live in, that, uh, that truth is gone. And I preached a message uh, earlier this year about post-truth, which means whatever you think the truth is, is the truth. And so you have these people getting around, interviewing people in university, saying, what if I were to tell you I was this or that? And they'd say, well, that's okay, if that's what you think you are. And so this man, uh, you've probably seen it uh, if, you, if you're on YouTube or, or Facebook, this man says, what if I said I was, I was a, 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 a six-foot Chinese woman? They go, yep, that's what you think you are, that's okay. That's called post-truth. But, but it's a distortion of reality. So... When we see this, I, I just think it's so amazing that the Word of God is so full of truth and so full of wisdom and it, it covers every generation of mankind and even is relevant to us right here today. So yes, truth is gone and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. What this is talking about is we see this today, that if we were to stand up and say what the Word of God says, we can be sure as, as anything to be shot down in some way for for preaching what the Word of God says. So, verse 16, it goes on to say, The Lord looked, this is what amazes me, the Lord looked and was displeased to find, we might have it up there, there was no justice. He was amazed to see that no one intervened to help the oppressed. So he himself, Jesus, stepped in to save them with his strong arm and his justice sustained him. So here we are, this is at least maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred years before Jesus. Isaiah prophesies that God sees the condition of the world and he doesn't just fold his hands and say, oh well, there's nothing I can do. It says that he himself stepped in to save them. He himself stepped into your world, stepped into your life to save you from those oppressors, those spiritual forces that want to keep you locked up, keep you bound up. That's a prophecy of Jesus right there. He activated himself to help you. And those who have their life affected by the oppression of evil, uh, Jesus stepped into, and that's all of us. And, and we need to realize that, that the oppression uh, that, that faces the whole earth, the solution is found in Jesus Christ. I just love this scripture, and, and I love the word of God and the things that I can find and dig out and see that... Uh, that God was displeased that, to find that there was no justice. It doesn't please God when, when your world is filled with things that you get, you're just saying to yourself, this, is just, this just isn't fair, plain not right sometimes. So let me show you just uh, seven things from the people of Israel uh, that they were oppressed by and how long for. This is just a little sidetrack here. Um, so the, the, the people of Israel were were oppressed now they were oppressed by lots of different things but i've only chosen seven and there's a reason for that but uh, i'll put them up here for you seven things that the the, the, the nation of israel were oppressed by because they represent things that we can face today number one egypt we all know the story that the story of the the people of israel really begins as slaves in egypt and they were there for 400 years um next uh, oppressors were, were, was the nation of Canaan, the Canaanites. 
in Judges 4 verse 3. And they oppressed Israel for 20 years. And this is in the promised land. This amazes me. They're in the promised land, yet they've got all these others after Egypt are all in the promised land. Uh, Midian, the Midianites, they, they oppressed Israel for seven years. Then there was the nation of Ammon and the Ammonites. They oppressed them for 18 years. Then we had the Philistines and they oppressed them for 40 years. And then we had the, uh, the Arameans and they oppressed Israel for 17 years. Then after all these things, all these external forces, all these external oppressors, we had King Ahab become the king of Israel and he's, he's, he's leading the people into oppression of idol worship. And there was 22 years of that. So if you've added them all up, it comes to around about 500 and something years, 524 years worth of oppression. That's a fairly long time, and that's not everything. That's not the, that's not the, whole, the whole lot. That's just seven that I chose. But it's important for us to note this today, the time, and see that oppression can last a long time before it gets dealt with. And every single one of those, every single one of those was dealt with by God in their life. So I want to tell you, you might be thinking there's something in your life that's been with you since, since you're a child. Something in your life that's been with you for five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years. I don't know how long, but you might be thinking, this has been part of me for so long that I don't think it will ever get off me. That I could ever break away from it. So it could be lots and lots of different things for every single person here today. But it might be just that one thing in your life that has lingered for a long time. And I'm going to tell you today that in the power of Jesus Christ and the grace in, that is in the Holy Spirit, you can be set free today from these things. So it's important to note that time frame that we see. And we're going to seek Jesus today to find our freedom. Sometimes we think, well, I know I'll be free. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try to break free. I'm, I'm not going to go with these people anymore. I'm going to do all these external things, which is okay. But you know what changes everything is when you have a supernatural encounter of the power of God, when the Holy Spirit comes and touches your inner being that changes who you are from the inside out. We try often to change from the outside in and it won't work. Jesus has given us who believe authority over spirits of oppression. I'm going to give you some headlines this morning regarding that. Luke chapter 10 verse 19, the very first part of it says, Look, this is Jesus speaking, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And sometimes we just don't realize and take, um, take it in our hands to say, Jesus, you have given me authority. And what that looks like in your life is, is you need to start to understand that, see, the word of God is like the, the law in the spirit. It's like rule books of the spirit. Now, I was, you, know, you might not understand this, but as a young man, I was very passionate about life, very passionate about things. And so in my work business, you know, in my, in my, my career as, as a plumber, I got activated in the union movement. I became uh, a... a, a shop steward in the Plumbers and Gasfitters Union of Australia. Now, you know, you're all mightily impressed with that. But, but the thing was, I represented all the workers. And so I'd have to have meetings with, with uh, uh, builders and employer groups and all this sort of stuff. And, 
And the thing that we had, we, we had this little book that was called the Plumbers and Gas Fitters Southern States Award for Tasmania, Victoria, South Australia, and New South Wales. The Southern States Award. And so, so whenever we had a dispute, we would just have to, to get this book and, and the, the, whole, the whole power of your authority was how well you knew that, that document. And so you'd go into the meeting and they'd say, well, we're going we're to take this away. We're going to not let you do this. And, and this is what you're going to do. And you say, well, hang on a minute, sir. It says here that we're allowed to have a 10-minute wash-up time before knock-off time to wash our hands. And they say, well, but no, but we want you to work until knock-off time. Say, so, no, we've got 10 minutes to clean up. And so you think that's ridiculous. But you know what? If you don't know what the award says... You, you just get yourself ripped off all the time by someone who wants to oppress you. Now, it might be 10 minutes to wash your hands. But you know what? We, we're dealing with things that are much more important to our spirit. I use that as an illustration just, just as, a, as, a, as a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, something. But it shows you that when you know the Word of God, You've, you've, got to, you've got to start saying, well, I'm making a demand upon the word of God to the spiritual oppressor who says, no, you can't have that. You say, yes, I can. Because this is, this, is, this is my award. This is my set of conditions that I'm living by. And this tells me that I can. And that's where authority comes from. Authority comes from the word of God over those things. So when Jesus said, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, you say, this is my authority. So I want my, my marriage back. I want my family back. I want my ministry back. I want the peace of God back, or whatever it is that you're, that you're dealing with today. You need to say, I'm standing on what the word of God tells me, that the devourer, the devourer will be stopped. Who wants to take and destroy Another headline, Psalm chapter 110, verses 2 to 3. You will rule over your enemies and your strength will be renewed each day. That's paraphrased. It doesn't say that exactly. I just condensed it and got the good bits out and made it say that. But it does, it does say that. Also says this, the Lord stands at your right hand to protect you. If, we, if, you, if you're thinking, well, I don't, I don't know about any words that I can take home, grab that Psalm chapter 110 and start reading that through and saying, this is, what the, this is what Jesus said for me. This is what God has for my life. So in, in this Psalm chapter 110 verses 2 and 3, when, when God says you'll rule over your enemies and your strength will be renewed each day, God is declaring his intention and his commitment for your freedom. God is declaring his intention. He's saying, you ought to be free. You ought to be, re you ought to be uh, strengthened every day. And you should rule over these spiritual things that, uh, that uh, oppress you. So God is saying, I I'm declaring this over you. And it's good for us to declare our commitment back to God back to Jesus. So you could do that by saying things like this, I have authority in Jesus in this spiritual battle, whatever you're facing. You say, I have authority in this. Uh, you need to speak out things like, I rule with Jesus above his enemies because his enemies are your enemies. But you know, when you're in a fight, you always 
good to hide behind the bigger brother. And so get in behind Jesus and although the enemy might be after you, they've got to get through him first. Another thing you've got to declare, God will strengthen me every day for everything that comes my way. Declare, I'm standing on God's side. Declare and believe you are born to be free from spiritual oppression, however way it comes at you. And we know from our own experience the consequences of spiritual oppression because we've all gone through it, we've all experienced it. But we don't always want to acknowledge where it comes from. And so I want to introduce to you a, a woman from the Bible and her name's Mary. And uh, we're going to look at Mary's seven demons. So uh, Mary Magdalene, her, her name is, and it describes her in, in Luke chapter 8, verse 2. And uh, they're talking about Jesus' followers. It says, among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. And so we, we don't have a great deal of information about her. But what we do know about Mary, she was a follower of Jesus who had been set free from seven oppressive spirits. And uh, Jesus dealt with them all. The other thing that, that I think is really cool about Mary is uh, Mark chapter 16, verse 9. Uh, it says that she was the first person to see Jesus in his resurrection. Perhaps she was the most messed up person that had ever been a disciple. Maybe she'd been the most the most broken, the most hurting person before Jesus came into her life, but Jesus chose to reveal himself to her first. So the first person to see the resurrected Jesus was Mary. So this is what I want you to take from that. Don't think that your potential is limited because of what the devil gave you. The devil gave her a whole lot of messed up stuff, but your potential is unlimited because of what Jesus took for you. And we always need to be... Uh, bringing our attention back to what Jesus has done. And no matter what the circumstance we find ourselves in, saying, God, I'm going to let you take this from me. So, it won't surprise any of you here today, but I'm not a psychologist. But I spend a lot of time with people. And in many cases, there are spiritual connections to issues that, that Jesus has authority over but we just keep inviting back. Jesus has authority over many things that we face in church and, and we think, well, we can deal with this, but we just keep inviting it back in. We just keep saying, well, I'm okay being oppressed. I'm okay, I'm happy just to live with this. So when... Our attention, when the attention is focused on the spiritual root of the problem, we can give Jesus authority over it. But when we, when we try and say, well, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay to, to, to live with a certain oppression. Then we can never deal with that. But we need to, we need to start saying, well, this oppression isn't natural. This oppression, oppression isn't for me. This oppression is spiritual. And I'm going to take it into a spiritual fight a spiritual place and I'm going to ask Jesus to deal with this for me then we can start to get traction in our spiritual walk we can start to have breakthrough we can start to see victories where we thought we would never get away from these things so um, Mary's seven demons uh, could have 
look like these that I'm going to put up in a sec. And I'm using license today to label what they were for, uh, what they were for the sake of my illustration. So I haven't got, um, uh, you know, a, a, a scripture for Mary's seven demons. I'm just saying they're common demons that we face, common, uh, common oppressions that would attempt to uh, influence our future and influence our now. So number one is pride and offence. A lot of people don't understand pride and offence actually are very closely related. And, and I'll go so far to say they're brothers. I think pride is a big brother and offence is his little brother. And when pride operates, offence is never far away. Rejection, insecurity, fear, anger and hate, bitterness and depression. And I'll give you a wild card as well. So if I've missed anything that relates to you, whatever else you want it to be. So that should keep everybody happy today. There's something for everyone. We only have time to look at one of them this morning. And that's pride and offence. And we're only going to look at this really briefly. And then we'll do some, some ministry time. <clears throat> this isn't about the odd occasion when, when a person is offended. Because we all get offended. We're really good at it. You know, it, it's just a natural thing that often we, we get offended over lots of things. You, you know, if you, if you go to McDonald's and they forget to give you your, your, your barbecue sauce. I shouldn't have mentioned the company, but they, they forget your barbecue sauce. So you say, can I have barbecue sauce? And they, they put it on the burger, but you wanted it for your chips. It's like, I get offended by that. So we're, we're not talking about those odd occasions when we... we we might get offended by certain things. I'm talking about those who live in a state of, of, if, of offense all the time. And it's like, it doesn't matter what happens, they get offended by everything at all, everything. Wherever they turn, they're offended. It's like they're offended because someone didn't listen to them. They're offended because they think that wasn't fair. They're offended because someone didn't say hello to them. They're offended because someone was too friendly to them. Um, they're, they're, offended. they're offended everywhere they turn um, because there's, there's a spiritual oppressor upon their life that causes their mind, their thinking, their responses to everything to be offended. And, and I know that won't be anyone here this morning, but you might know someone who's like that and maybe this, this might help them today. Living in a state of offence. So that comes from an a, a, an oppressive, controlling spirit of pride. Jesus was accustomed to that. So imagine you're the one Jesus says things like this to um, when, when you've got a need and you're thinking, I, I need help right now, Jesus. I have an urgent need. And Jesus comes along and says, only believe. Or love your enemies when the Roman soldier's standing there just extorting money from your family. Love your enemies. Be good to those who hate you. See, there's plenty in those statements of Jesus for someone to be offended if they choose to be. There's plenty of that within those, just those statements for people even here today. If, if I were to say, well, this is what the Word of God says, you'd be offended. So how do we know that people can get offended? Because that still happens today 
You may not know it, but offence and pride go together. As I said earlier, they, they're, they're close friends and I think they're even brothers. And they, one will always follow the other. Where there is pride, offence is never far behind. But Jesus has power over oppressive pride and offence. And we need, to, we need to analyse our heart. If you're a person who's easily offended, you need to be saying, well, is there a root of pride that is causing this offence to uh, stay in my life? So there is a... There is a um, There is a scripture there, James 4, verse 10. It says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. In 2 Chronicles chapter 34 and 27, and also the same story is found in 2 Kings 22, verse 19, we see King Josiah and the nation of Israel being oppressed. And, and they were oppressed at that time because idol worship. Oh, actually, it's the king of Judah. I've got that wrong there. King of Judah. That the, the, the kingdom is being oppressed by idolatry. Idol worship is, has entered their natural part of life. And so because of that, their enemies are having a field day against them. But when Israel humbled themselves, admitted their sin, turned back to God, it, said, it says, God said to them, I have indeed heard you. And they were set free from the bondage, from the oppressor. And I want to tell you today, we need to, if, if we're finding ourselves easily offended by what comments people say, if we're easily offended by, by things that have happened around about us, we, we need to start to say, God, will you deal with the, with the issues within me? And I will humble myself before God. And in due time, God will raise us up again. I want us to... Oh, perhaps we'll just go back. If you've found yourself caught in a cycle of offence, we need to take ourselves to Jesus. Have some time with Him. Now, when we're dealing with oppressive spirits, evil spirits, sometimes you need to, you need to enter a, a process of fasting. That has a powerful influence. Now, we never fast to say, now, God, you owe me something. But what fasting does is opens our spiritual receptors to something that we don't otherwise see in our natural. And it's de denying our natural to awaken the supernatural, to, to walk in the spirit. So I'm not saying you need to fast for a long time or a short time. But I know that if you are constantly struggling with spiritual oppression, one of the things that will help to break that off your life is if you if you learn to discipline yourself to fast. So I'm going to fast food, not fast food, I'm going to stop eating food for a, a determined time so that I can hear what God is saying. It's not so God owes you anything, it's, it's because you can hear what he's saying better. So you can clarify your spirit. Another thing you need to do is spend time in the Word. I explained that earlier why you need to spend time in the Word and start to, to find out what God's Word says over your life. Start to declare that over your life. You know, one of the things that, that I love is, is uh, in I think it's in Deuteronomy, where it says it's talking about you know, laws in, in, in that God was giving Moses to tell the people of Israel. And one of those laws says if someone steals a, an ox or a sheep and is caught with them 
in his possession, then he has to pay back four times, four sheep, so many oxen for, for every one that was stolen. And you know what? We need to make we need to make declarations like that. Say, you know what? You know, if the Lord's um, spoken that into the life of our church. I, I pray this all the time. You know, if, if, if things get taken from our church, I say, God, I'm praying four times more. The devil wants to, wants to uh, oppress us, wants to take away from us, and then I'm going for the increase. I'm going for the compensation package from God. But you need to know your word. And you need, you need to be a person who knows how to get on your knees and, and persevere through. I know we're Pentecostal. We love, we love to think, just pray for me. It'll all go away. Give me one hit wonder. You know, we can do that. And I believe that happens. But there's certain times, certain oppression that has been there for a long time that will not go away, will not leave you alone until you determine in your spirit that you've had enough, that you'll fast, that you'll pray, that you'll find a word from God, and then you'll be set free indeed, as Jesus said. So why don't we stand to our feet this morning? And as a church, we're going to declare Psalm 110, verse 2 and 3. I'll go, I'll go through it with you, and I want you to declare this, this morning with me. That you will rule over your enemies, and your strength will, re, will be renewed each day. The Lord stands at your right hand to protect you. We're going to make this declaration. So God, in this scripture here, he's declared his intention and his commitment to our freedom. So I want you to join with me this morning and declare our commitment to Jesus and our freedom from oppression. And as we say this, I just want you to maybe close your eyes and, and start to see some of those things that, that are falling off you. And I don't know what it could be in your life. It could be, could be a habit that is just stuck with you, that, that you are embarrassed about, that you wish wasn't there. It could be the way you react in certain situations and you think, I, I've done it again. Uh, I, I, I've, got, I've got overheated in a situation and I've, and, I, and I've gone down this track I didn't want to go. It could be any number of things that you face, but as we declare this, I want you to imagine those things falling off you and you're walking out of church free today where that thing has no power. So when we speak, we have the power to create. That's why it's important that you, that you speak this out because you create the freedom that you want to see. So join me in this. Declare this with me. I have authority in Jesus in spiritual battles. I rule with Jesus above his enemies. God will strengthen me every day for everything. I stand on God's side. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we've declared. And if you believe you are born to be free from spiritual oppression, you need to try and remember some of those keys this morning and you need to start taking authority, taking back what's rightfully yours. So I know um, the authority is ours in Jesus.
I just want to pray for you this morning and believe for something to, to be uh, put upon you this morning of power. Put something upon you of authority. Sometimes we might have everything, but we just haven't had authority in our life. And I believe God wants to instill in some people authority today, today over the enemy. Maybe I just sense right now we need to ask people to come forward for this. Um, and, and someone's glasses are just there. They'll get trodden on. So I just want you to, to come forward today if you're thinking, I need a, a, an impartation of authority today. Just think, I just need something to change. People are starting to come forward right now. Why don't you come? And we're going to sing and we're going to minister to these people and just pray for the authority of the Holy Spirit to indwell in their lives. Come on, let's, let's just pray with these guys this morning.